Hello, and welcome to the Three Will Podcast. This is your host, Danny Ryan, and today I have Matthew Chestnut here with me. How are you doing, Matthew? I'm doing well, Danny. It's, I guess it's time for our quarterly it's, podcast. It's our quarterly powwow here. We spend a little bit of time together. It's good. I get to catch up on what your recent adventures have been. Yep. And uh, it sounds like from from catching up with you, it sounds like you've been doing a lot of administrative type of work. Yeah, we've got some uh, sustainment customers. So this goes okay. back to our previous conversation. We had a few podcasts ago about our sustainment practice here at Three Will. And um, I'm rolling off a particular development project that I was on, and I'm about to start another one. But in the meantime, there's always something to be done for our right. sustainment customers. And in this example, we've got a couple of customers who are both running SharePoint 2013, completely unrelated, but just coincidental that they're both uh, running SharePoint 2013 and in-house installations. Uh-huh. And amongst some other things, they need some programming, some other work done. They wanted to get their farms up to date to a more recent patch level for okay. SharePoint. So in the SharePoint world, you know, they come out with patches uh, monthly. Uh, pretty much so monthly, and um, these are known as cumulative upgrades or cumulative updates. And there's a process that you use to apply these updates. Um, Typically on a running SharePoint farm, you can always take the uh, principle that if it isn't broke, don't fix it. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because, you know, anytime you introduce something new, there's a potential for a problem. And if you were one, an administrator type person to read the release notes and keep an eye on the comings and goings of SharePoint, you'd know specifically what these various um, patch levels, CUs, cumulative updates, etc. address. But in this example, uh, one of the farms, there's, there's a test and staging farm and a development farm, all leading up to production. So both of these customers have implemented best practices in regards to SharePoint because they've got these variety of farms. In other yep. words, they just don't have a development machine and production. <laughs> they go through the entire life cycle and they promote the application to the various stages so it can be tested. So it's easy for these machines to get out of sync or to an older level of SharePoint. So we started with one customer. They had three levels. They had staging, uh, development, uh, excuse me, development, staging, test, QA, and production. Well, everything goes great on staging and uh, de- uh, and QA. They had a couple of little quirks, but what it turns out, one of the things you have to watch out for when you're doing a SharePoint upgrade uh-huh. is staging and QA took maybe a couple hours. I was thinking it would only take about 30 minutes. You know, in my world, in my development machine, we do our own administration. And with our machines, it's easy to upgrade because our content databases are relatively small and we don't have a whole lot of them. Mm -hmm. So the upgrade works pretty quickly. So I get used to that. Well, even though this is on uh, very good hardware, these production systems, this one particular production instance had something like 50 content databases when in QA and staging only had about three. Okay. So what took 30 minutes, 45 minutes to to, um, complete in those smaller environments, on the larger environment, it took close to three hours to do just this one task. And of course, when you when you schedule these things after hours, those after hours can get quite long as you're waiting for this process to finish. So one thing I do when I'm a watching or monitoring this, <laughs> this screen because all you see is a screen that says you know processing please wait uh-huh. and the challenge is SharePoint gets to this 100% level and then sits there for a long long time so a couple things to look at as, you, as an administrator is always keep an eye on your ULS logs your logging in the um, log directory that's specified in your SharePoint configuration there's a 
folder that you specify where to put the log files. In those, in that folder, there is the log file for general SharePoint usage. Uh -huh. It's the .log. Also, there's the PC diagnostic type log files, and then the upgrade log files. I use a little utility that just sits on the um, screen and monitors those files. And anytime uh, some content is written to the log file, it just displays on the screen. So I'm monitoring the activity as the uh, SharePoint process continues. So that gives me a little bit of peace of mind that something is happening when it's just sitting there spinning and seems like it's doing nothing. Mm -hmm. um, and I noticed that there was a certain pattern happening that uh, as it went through the various content databases, it would take anywhere from a minute to two minutes to do each one. And then it got stuck on this one and ended up taking about 45 minutes to do this one. Well, when you take all these little two minutes, three minutes, five mm -hmm. minutes, ten minutes, 45 minutes, it starts adding up. So just as a recommendation, when you're, when you're doing your upgrades, be certain, of course, to try it on staging first and QA first before you, you dive into production. But always keep in mind that the log files are your friend. Uh, sometimes the stuff in there is cryptic, but just the fact that something is being written to those log files gives you peace of mind that something is happening. Mm -hmm. Also, don't be concerned if you see some really weird stuff that looks like error messages because you got to remember these are developers that are writing these log files and it's typically for other developers or perhaps even for their use. And so some of the messages may look scary, but it's okay. Yeah. In other words, don't get concerned if you see these weird messages because it's probably progressing. If it fails, it will tell you that it fails and it will okay. give you some error messages there that will help guide you to what the root cause of the problem is. Now, while you're doing these upgrades, are, are like on production, is there, are people, uh, is the site down for that period of time? Or what, what happens when people try to access the SharePoint site? Now, there's a common sense question from a guy who just wants to use SharePoint and doesn't <laughs> want to be bothered with all this upgrade stuff. Yeah, there's a, there's a in essence, you're pretty much down for okay. a certain window. In the upgrade process with SharePoint, there's, there's basically like three major steps. You install the binaries, which is the actual upgrade package itself. This okay. includes the cumulative updates. And it's just a standard EXE that you run on the server. It extracts and, and writes the binaries in the appropriate locations, etc. Typically, when that gets done, you have to reboot. Well, obviously, when you reboot, that's going to take the farm down. Mm -hmm. And then you have to do what's known as a PS config step or run the configuration wizard. So in this example of one customer where they had two uh, servers per farm, they had an application server and a web front end to help spread the load, mm -hmm. that meant that this binary update had to be done in two different locations, the reboot had to be done twice, and this PS configuration step, the, the, the configuration of the upgrade had to be done twice. And so some of these you can do concurrently, like the binaries you can do concurrently, mm -hmm. the reboots you can do concurrently, but for the actual configuration step, I think it's recommended you do it on the application server first, okay. the server that has most of the stuff on it, and that's the one that would take a long time because it, it's updating the content databases, it's updating the schema, it's updating the registry and all this kind of stuff as it goes through it. And then the other web front ends, usually it's pretty quick. And by pretty quick, I mean it could be five to 10 minutes for those to get done, where it may have taken seven hours for the other one to get completed. There is some techniques for high availability. So in other sure. words, if you've got a true production farm, in this one example, it was production, but it was an intranet site, so okay. they could deal with outage overnight. That's why they didn't mind it being out from you know 8 p.m. to 3 in the morning. Uh, but in a true production environment where you really, really want to minimize your downtime, 
there is this concept of a high availability type upgrade and basically what you're doing is you're kind of um, you're kind of cloning the farm you're decommissioning the old farm so that you can update it while the users are using this cloned farm and then once the upgrade is done on the original farm that you really care about then you switch it back okay. now that goes beyond my pay grade I'm just a kind of a developer guy <laughs> yeah. and I know administration from because I use common sense and I read the manuals and yeah. I follow the steps yeah uh, but there's definitely guidance from SharePoint in regards to this high availability concept and for a, a customers that depend on SharePoint that they can't have an outage of a few hours that is a route that you may want to consider and you were you're upgrading obviously to SharePoint 2016. Ah, uh, actually no, this was a 2013 place uh, upgrade. Uh, so it was, so it was it an was upgrade upgrading in place. To, uh, okay, it, upgrading in place. In other words, they were running SharePoint 2013 already. Okay. okay. But um, SharePoint comes out with these cumulative updates so periodically, just patching, and they just wanted something with... more recent. Yeah. Okay. It okay, gives gotcha. people a peace of mind if they're running something more current, and it makes sense. Okay, gotcha. And that both of those, it was the same case. You're not updating to SharePoint 2016. That's right? correct. Now, even though you're still within the same product family, sometimes you get some new features. Uh, SharePoint will um, add some features and capabilities okay. uh, during their life cycle. But in this example, it was just getting new binaries. And then one other thing I wanted to point out with this other customer that I was doing their upgrade on, this was a, quote, simple upgrade. But this one was in a, um, still working in the um, staging or test environment. And it just happened to be a single farm. And it was non-production, so I could have full control. Uh, what I mean by full control is sometimes I have to work with system administrators uh, to schedule a reboot. So in other words, I just can't reboot the machine. I got to tell them it's going to reboot or they need to reboot it because they're monitoring these systems for mm -hmm. you know uptime and stuff. Mm -hmm. Well, here I am. I've got my own environment. Everything's going good. And this, the installation fails with the very helpful message of your installation has failed, period. <laughs> so after a lot of head scratching, et cetera, and looking at log files, because, you know, I practice what I preach. I reviewed the log files, and it gave me some clues. But like I mentioned, these clues sometimes aren't very helpful because they're developer-type messages. It turns out I was as I was watching the upgrade occur and in progress, I was also watching the disk space. And this particular server had five or six disks, and sure enough, the C drive, which of course is where your operating system is configured, yep. and which always gets filled with operating system upgrades, it was getting below one gigabyte of disk space. Now, you think one gigabyte is a huge amount. Well, in these days, it's not. <laughs> so it turns out I had to clean out some temporary files. Uh, I had to move the temporary directory to another drive, basically to get about three to four gigs of free space. Once I did that, then the actual binary upgrade portion worked as expected. Okay. Unfortunately, the message I got, installation failed, period, wasn't very useful. And um, it is a bit frustrating. We as SharePoint experts still get frustrated with this product. Why couldn't they come up with just a little bit of hint that says, hey, it. take a look at this disk yeah. space. It looks pretty low to me. Yep. Yep. Or, yeah. Or, t you know, with some uh, installation, some software, it'll check it before you. Right. You know, check to make sure there's enough space before it uh, actually does the installation. But so that was a little frustrating. But it, you know, and we collaborate amongst ourselves here at Three Wheel. We have our own intranet, so of course I put that up on the on the bulletin board, if you would, uh, mm -hmm. so that every other person could see it. And we they commiserate with me, my other you know coworkers who have done similar things and run across other maybe not the exact same issue, but similar issues. But, you know, it is interesting. It is good that we do collaborate like that because, you know, kernels of knowledge like that do stick in the back of your mind. You'll just remember that, oh, if I'm doing an upgrade, let me make sure I have enough 
free space yep. on my C drive so I don't run into a problem later. Yep, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, now, you're, are you starting off on a new project now, or what are you up to recently? Yeah, we've got another uh, set of sustainment uh, projects that are coming. And, you know, in the sustainment world, um, we have these what I consider one-off tickets. They might be simple tasks that take five minutes, ten minutes, an hour, a couple hours. Uh, but also we have mini miniature projects. So we've got a, a miniature project coming up where a customer is transitioning from SharePoint 2010 to SharePoint 2013. Um, and we have some applications that we have done for them. And it's time for them to migrate to this new uh, platform, 2013. Now in the SharePoint world, that in and of itself is pretty straightforward. And we do that quite often internally just to test, yeah. to make certain. And we can tell our customer, hey, we just took your application that was on SharePoint 2010. We installed it locally and ran it. And everything looks good. Well, the, the snafu here is that the um, IT group that governs this SharePoint installation has decided that certain techniques and technologies that we used from SharePoint are no longer supported for, from them for the this time forward in the future. So in other words, we have to re-architect a few of our things that we did. Um, that in and of itself doesn't seem like a big thing, but unfortunately these things were really melded into the application. Okay. Things like event receivers and sandbox processes, all things that were best practices three, four years ago, <laughs> and now have come, you know, there's always a better way to do it, and they want to go with the new better way, which is fine, but that's the project. We're going to take the applications that are running fine today, we're going to move them to the new environment, and we're going to change the architecture enough. It, in an essence, it future-proofs them. It takes okay. away some of the SharePoint dependencies uh, on some of the technology that SharePoint provided, but it does require some additional work. And that probably gets them a step closer to either moving into the cloud or to SharePoint 2016 as well. Absolutely. Once yeah. again, spoken by a true businessman, you're, yeah. you're looking at the big picture. Yeah. They don't realize that sometimes. And when yeah. we say, well, you know, granted, we have to do this work, but the benefit of doing this work is if you want to go to the cloud in the future, you're that much closer to doing so. Yeah. Yeah. You know, back in the old days of SharePoint, old days, you know, just a few years ago, <laughs> Farm solutions were the way to go. You'd write code, it would run on the farm, it would do everything you wanted it to do. But if you wanted to take that code and run it in SharePoint Online in the cloud, uh-uh, it's mm -hmm. not going to happen. So we start decoupling the application code from SharePoint. We start using some of the more modern technologies and frameworks to, to help make this code more portable so it can run in-house or in the cloud. So that'll be more cloud ready than it is now. Mm -hmm. Now, whether or not the customer chooses to go to the cloud or not, it's certainly up to them, but it, the application will be ready. Great. Well, thank you so much for, for uh, these updates and uh, for spending the time with me quarterly. And uh, good luck on the upcoming uh, projects that you've got going on. And thank you so much for all your hard work. Thank you for staying up to 3 a.m. in the morning <laughs> when you did. Um, thank you for all your hard work, Matthew. You're awesome. You're welcome, Danny. Okay, take care, everybody. Thank you for listening, and have a wonderful day. Bye-bye.